0: What's up everybody, we're back for part two with Rick Martinez, ESU officer, who was um, directly involved in the Larry Davis um, it's shooting, well the shooting of officers by Larry Davis and then in the capture that I just found out too because I just saw a picture over there which brings the story full circle, but just to give a recap, uh, Rick, welcome back for part two. Um, Rick was uh, an ESU at the time, He's a young guy, man, four years on the job. Don't ask me how he got to. Uh, <laughs> we talked he took about advanti- that. He took advantage of the uh, equal opportunity employment, <laughs> his, uh, opportunities on the job, <laughs> against his will, probably. <laughs> he didn't know. Um, and then uh, this incident happens, uh, four months into ESU, where you go to, uh, to grab a body. The body that's supposedly responsible for the murder of four or five drug dealers. And you were telling me, Rick, that, um, we, uh, tell us what, what supposedly Larry did. He wanted to take over the neighborhood, right, as far as the drug dealing there?
1: Exactly. Uh, he, well, and again, this, this is what pisses me off about the whole thing and, and all the stories that were created about that evening. This was simply the police going to arrest the defendant wanted in a quadruple homicide. Plain and simple. Nothing about race, nothing about religion, none of that other shit. It was a bad guy, and the cops were going after him. Um, He was wanted for the quadruple that we knew of. You know, word had that he was responsible for some other homicides in the neighborhood. But he was sending the message. He was, this is my area, this is my neighborhood, and this is how we play.
0: He was going to be running shit. He
1: was going to be running the show.
0: All right, so um, we went to Step by Step that night and what happened. And it turns out that Larry Davis got away. Six cops get shot. Thank God nobody died. Um, two people weren't shot Larry Davis and you. Okay. And you, you tried really hard to get shot, <laughs> though, man. I mean, fuck, man. You kept running back into that crime scene, man. You didn't get it through your head? Yeah. <laughs> and he chasing him outside like a mental patient? Yeah. Yeah. And did, you, did you find
2: out where he ran to?
1: After he made his uh, escape, escape from the building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no you know just scurrying around the, even the,
2: after the investigation no one ever found out where he ran to that night
1: oh yeah he ended up going with somebody a few blocks down and then he went to some other buddy and then eventually made his way to some other sister's place he was running around because he, he, like, he had a lot spot? of
0: uh, people that he knew in that neighborhood yeah, but okay. that was his neighborhood and he yeah, yeah. was very popular yeah, yeah. yeah he was definitely a popular guy yeah and then they, but everybody knew him. And everybody don't forget, knew the family.
1: He just fought it out and shot it out with the cops. So now he's yeah. their hero. Right,
0: right. Well, yeah, that's what I wanted to say. Uh, I wasn't impo- um, implying that I was uh, the believed the hype that I am reading. It's just yeah. that's another way of looking at it, which is frustrating for law enforcement mm-hmm. when this uh, these type of stories take on a, a, a separate life of their own and create a whole f- fucking bullshit. Yeah. But before we get there, let's go through how it's. I think it's 17 days he's on the lam, right?
1: Pretty much, yeah.
0: So for 17 days, we are, we don't know where this guy is. We just shot co- six cops. And he's probably a block away from his house,
1: right? He he was running around, and um, there was a massive task force assembled. every day. Every day, I mean, the slightest hint. Do you remember Tip. who was in
0: charge of this task force?
1: Ah, uh, well, there were several. Several. I mean, it was us. It was the U.S. operation, uh-huh. basically. But, um, was Anamone involved in that? Louis Anamone? No, he was... Uh, chief Johnston. <laughs> Anamone <laughs> was, was a ca- like chief of the department at the time? Uh, uh, but Anamone was
0: Animo. a captain back then. Right? Yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah, but I, I know. They, it sounds like something they'd pull him in. Oh, for. They, if he
2: was uh, that ranked, he would have been running <laughs> it. No, yeah, Johnson was a sort of a, a mythical uh, figure back then, on. right? He was yeah. hands-on,
1: absolutely. Uh, so
0: uh, what, how many... Um, since you were ESU at the time, and every time they want to... They think you have an idea of where Larry is. They put it together and you guys go after How many times did you do that?
1: Well, it took, let's say it was 17 (laughs) days, it took me almost two weeks to get back on. They wouldn't let me come oh, back to duty. All right, so um, yeah. That, so I had to go through this sense. mandatory psychological thing and the medical and um, every day I was calling. But you know
2: something, that, that's pretty quick to come back after that kind of situation, you know? that's No, I mean, that's a PTSD situation written all over
1: it. If you had to take my call every day for two weeks straight. Yeah, you'd be like, all right, come in. You know, what are you calling? calling? Yeah. who are uh, you calling? Medical. Sick deaths? Medical, yeah, sick test, psych service, anybody I could get on the phone. I got to get back. And what were you telling I'm, them? I'm, that I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay to go back.
0: We're doing that. Remember we told you? Oh, I'm sorry. Before? You said, nah, <laughs> I'm no, I'll never you do desk. that. Everybody does. Yeah, yeah. yeah get me all worked does. up <laughs> now. No.
1: no, no. That I, I want them to know that. I was okay. I, okay. I want to go back to work. And I had heard the guys were calling me, filling me in that they're going on all these runs and all these searches. So I there was a involved. lot of
0: searches for him that they were yeah. involved in that you couldn't partake in because right. Um, right. because you were out um, getting better.
1: So I finally get cleared uh-huh. two weeks in. And I get assigned to the task force, and what task force? Oh, to task to task force, Davis, the, the task force to find Larry Davis. Larry Davis yeah, task force. Yeah. And it's assembled at Yankee Stadium. They uh, they let us use the stadium because we had every vehicle you could think of, including our armored personnel carriers. We refer to them uh, as the tanks. And um, you know, it was a whole convoy of emergency trucks and personnel. And any time a tip would come in, right out the door. So you guys
0: are sitting there and waiting in the in the parking lot of Yankee Stadium. Right. Waiting to get the waiting call to the where ring. where the next idea that he might be. Right. Laying his head is. Right. And then, um, I guess it's three days after you're back, right?
1: Three days after I'm back, the call came in that he was... And you just
0: happened to be working that tour. Yeah, I did. I did. Tell us what that was like. Was that a... What what, what, what were we looking at? What kind of... It was a cold day, you told me, right?
1: It was freezing. It, whoa, whoa. Was, it was... Yeah, it was freezing. What are we, in
0: February right now?
1: Uh No, now we're late December, I want to say. Yeah, late December. December,
0: okay. Yeah. So we're in late December and you're, um, tell us about that day now.
1: It was very gratifying for me to know that they finally had him pinned at a location and that I would be, uh, you totally. know, th- this, this was personal for me because, you know, he shot my friends. Um, he did a lot of damage and I was going through a lot of shit on my own by not, um, not, not having been able to the one to take him out. I, uh-huh. I, that, that
0: did, we I mentioned survivor you. guilt. Did you go through any of that? Oh yeah, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: It's but gotta I, be weird that everybody around you gets shot, and you're uh,
1: yeah, <laughs> but you,
0: and you felt guilty that you didn't take him out. That you, I didn't you take, take him out, kill him. Yeah. And
1: here we are, running around two, three weeks later, still, uh, still looking for him. But here we are. So, uh, it was a massive. Uh, housing complex, holy shit! And I said to myself, "There's no way. There's no way they're going to let us uh, do, you know, uh, floor by floor in this building. It, it had yeah. to be 20 uh, high. Had to be 20 in every uh, apartments on every floor."
0: What the tip that you had was that he was staying in one of these buildings. His sister lived in that building, okay. and that he and this is a way. big, a tall project yeah. building with yeah, a, yeah. at least 10 apartments on every floor and probably 20 stories high.
1: We immediately surrounded the entire building. I mean, you weren't getting out of there from anywhere. Um, and we slowly started to make our way in, and then his sister, who was, she was about the second or third floor. She opens the window and she starts yelling at us. Ah, you know, he's not here. I got kids in here. You're not coming in. You ain't gonna do here what you did over there and all this shit. And we're like, you know, well if he's there, you gotta tell him to come out. So you guys packed
0: up your stuff and left. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We don't want to go through this yeah, shit again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It it was an exhaustive, exhaustive search. And I credit Chief Johnson to this day for having the balls to say, we're not leaving here without him. Okay, good. And And what was the tip? Do you know what what the tip was? How did you get it? uh, Some some CI working with the squad saw him and and called in right away. Uh And they called us, and we got there in minutes.
2: And was he in his sister's apartment? He was. He was. He was. That was sort of diversionary he tactic was. she used, huh?
1: And we flooded the first street and ground level of that building so much that he couldn't go anywhere but up. He couldn't make his way out. So he started hitting the stairwells, and he started going up, and he was banging on doors, hoping somebody would open up and let him in, uh, which nobody did until he got up to the, I think it was the 19th or 20th floor. Some four guys coming out to get food for his family, and Dave was coming out of the stairwell pushes him into the apartment, locks the door, and he takes that family hostage. So, oh,
0: man. Oh, man. Yeah. This is, some, this is yeah. some... Yeah.
2: So he was strapped. So, yeah. 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 So his
1: 45? Uh, I, I don't remember which one it was at the time, but yeah, he, he, he did. He was. So we're doing a floor-by-floor, apartment-by-apartment, room-by-room. I mean, this was all night. We got there, I want to say about 6.30 p.m., and this thing didn't end till 8, 9 the next morning wow. when wow. he finally came out.
0: And he didn't finish the. Oh, so and you just, he was on the 19th floor, so you only made it down to the 19th floor all those hours?
1: Well, what happened was <laughs> he got hungry. So he tells the, the husband of the, of the apartment, of the family, go downstairs and bring us back some food.
2: Of course, he's gonna tell the police. So,
1: guy comes down, the first cop he found, hey, he's in my apartment. Oh, shit. Yeah. So we went flying up there. And we put the did, body you him, did you bring up? Did you bring them
0: food? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, they didn't have food in the apartment. Right? Yeah. Maybe they didn't like what they had. I I'm not eating
1: this shit. Go give me <laughs> some else. Give me some Mickey he was in the mood for Chinese, I like, yeah, guess. Imagine it's
0: like an Indian family, and he's like, I don't want this. I don't want yeah, I like curry. Shit. <laughs> 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 I want a chopped cheese, man. Go give me a chopped cheese. Pretty soon, I'm going to be eating cheese sandwiches, <laughs> so I got to get something good. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, all right. So now you got the tip on the apartment. Were you in, uh, one of the people that was allowed to, to take yeah. that door and go? well... Mm-hmm
1: no 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 we all went up and uh, we had the bomb squad with us because um, when we finally made contact with the door now he's talking about he had a grenade so now we had to bring the bomb squad oh, in, we shoot. put up the body bunker in front of the door we had one of our issue guys put on the bomb suit uh, it was just a, a cluster at that point point. and it was you know and then the hostage negotiating team best in the world they did uh-huh. their thing and they were talking to him all night um, and I think I want to say 7-8 a.m. the next day he finally finally came out he gave up yeah
0: uh, and he came out, and there was no fight? No, so. no, no, no. Um, he just surrendered, right?
1: The h- hostage negotiators told him exactly what to do, how to do it, and he
0: did. What was it that ma- you think maybe, uh, made him
1: give himself up? Where was he going to go? <laughs> 19 floors up, no fires. Uh-huh. Yeah, and we weren't going anywhere. Did you get so. to put your cuffs on him, or what? No, no, I, I, I didn't. Um, in fact, they, they worked hard to keep uh, us separate, um, so... Yeah, no, I didn't get to I do thought that. thought you were going to try to take some I gotta him, revenge. I got to tell you, the night of the shooting, I would have sworn a stack of Bibles this guy was 6'5", 250. Uh-huh. When he was in front of me, I was like. He was small. It was down to him.
0: But it, apparently, he was an intimidating figure, and he was very. They talk about him uh, extensively, if you read the articles and stuff, about how he was feared in the neighborhood yeah. and how he was a fighter.
1: Yeah.
0: And you could actually go online and see video of him fighting correction officers in Rikers. Yeah. Where he got he got tuned up, but it took a lot of them, man. It took, <laughs> this guy put up one hell of a fight.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So this story gets even worse now because now you have him in custody, and um, he's going to go to trial for this. Right. But before he goes to trial for this, he gets acquitted on the on the four murders that you originally went after him for. Right. Is that what happened?
1: No. No. He was acquitted of shooting us first before
0: the four first, murders. Uh, yeah. All right. But um. So. William Kunstler was his lawyer. Right? That's your buddy? You guys talk, I'm you, sure, right? you go
2: to the cemetery where he's buried yeah. and piss on his grave oh, yeah. all, once a month or what?
1: <laughs> William
0: Kunstler was his lawyer, and William Kunstler wanted... Uh, now this is where all the bullshit starts with the... Um, how did he what? How did he The case? We're going to talk about it. Oh. Well, because the jury that William Kunstler wanted to select, he said we have to pick an all black jury. So he's, um, I forget the words he used exactly, but basically that's what he, what, what he wanted. And he, he wound up getting, and then the district attorney wanted more white people on there that was battling back and forth. And finally they wound up with a jury, you mentioned it before, how many was it? Was it, how, how many, what was the, the racial makeup of the jury?
1: I, 11, maybe all 12.
0: And I think it was yeah. nine, nine, uh, nine black and two Spanish. That's what I think it was. And then uh, they go through the trial, and there's a lot of different things that start coming up through the trial. Um, the things about uh, Larry Davis' drug dealing or possible, possibly involvement in that mm-hmm. and, and, and stuff like that, and how the the cops could... His argument was, Cunzler, that he acted in self-defense, Larry Davis, that these cops didn't come um, to, to arrest him. They came... To assassinate him, and they came with 27 cops, and uh, that was his argument, and it won the jury over. You know,
2: something you would think with a a fair-minded people, intelligent people—that that's an outrageous defense. Outrageous. Yeah, the police came here to assassinate this drug dealer, who's uh, wanted for shoot for killing four people. And they bought that shit.
1: Well, that, that's a great point, but you have to remember what the climate of the city was at the time. Right. Um, you know, of course they're gonna buy that shit. And in fact, when I walked into the courtroom, when it was my turn to testify, I walked into the courtroom. I looked at the jury, and I went,
2: oh, "Forget we're, it. We're done." Forget it.
0: We're they were not even. They were rolling to what you their say. eyes at me, right, and I hadn't
1: right. even said a word yet. Right. And their, the Bronx,
0: too, by the way. Their
1: body language was like, you know, we don't even want to hear what this we guy's got to say. We hate
0: the police. Yeah, 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 the yeah. Bronx, out of all the boroughs in, in in New York City, is probably the toughest one to get an indictment yeah. and get a conviction. Yeah. And, and also in civil cases,
2: Bronx juries award the most money against uh-huh. the, the government.
1: I, I was in the courtroom when the judge charged the jury and I could not believe that he said to them if you feel that he was within his right to defend himself oh my god then you can consider that
0: that was that was the argument that was being placed before them because the argument by counselor was uh, you know why 27 cops for one guy oh well, because he's dangerous <laughs> um so they were that. That was, and they won the the winning. So what happens after that? He, but he doesn't get let free because he's got so many other cases. But he's
2: also got illegal firearms that he used. Well, that's the one so
0: he got he convicted was, on. He was convicted it's of right possessing
1: right. possessing the firearm, but not shooting us
0: with well, it. Well, it's kind of ironic, man. And maybe it was a payback because Bernie Gets. I think it was obviously before that, right? Before Bernie thing, Gets. Yeah. Bernie yeah. Gets. Uh, for those who don't remember, Bernie Getz, he was a, a passenger on the subway. And he was approached by four or five black males, African-American males, who uh, asked him for some money. He felt threatened. He felt like he was being robbed. And then he shot them. He took out a gun, and he shot them. And the famous words, he, you look okay. Here's one. For, here's another one for oh, you. Yeah. And that kid wound up getting paralyzed. But Bar- Bernie Getz wound up getting acquitted. And the only charge that he was charged with was unlawful carry of a firearm. Right, right. So payback's a bitch, I guess, right? <laughs> if, if that's well, one no, borrow that to another.
2: Also, a, de- a defense attorney can raise a defense like that, that most fair-minded people would think is outrageous. But yet yeah, a Bronx jury's bought it, hook, line, and
1: sinker,
0: yeah. you know? Yeah. So now what are you going through emotionally after
1: that? Did you go to the trial? I did. I did. Um, how much? How
0: many? Tri- how much trial did you go to? Did you go sit there and, and witness actually?
1: We every day we were allowed to go. There were a couple of days where they told us we couldn't go. Oh, and why is that? I don't know. I don't know. Um, so yeah, uh, one 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 reason I believe was the perception what our presence there would do. Um, there was one time we were sitting in the front row and we were asked to leave, and we were like, "We're not moving. You're gonna have to take us, uh, carry us out of here." Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, of course, when that when that verdict came down, there was rage. I mean, how, how could you not? The injustice of... You know, it, very simple. Good guys versus bad guys. That's all it was. All right. And, you know, apparently they bought everything else. But when you
2: get a verdict like that, don't you... Some I mean, you, as a cop, you feel like this neighborhood's going to get what they deserve. Demoralizing, <laughs> yeah. too, right? you
0: got to be demoralized. Yeah. yeah. Very. I mean, you were there. You were right there in the thick of it. You know, you were just a... Uh, an ESU cop responding, doing what you were supposed to do, which was uh, help get out a, a barricaded prisoner, and um, you watch your partner get shot, yeah. and the, all the cops around you get shot. So you must have been like, "What the hell? What, what's where's the good in exactly. any of this?" Right? right?
1: Exactly right. Exactly right. Um, it, it took um, it took so, quite some time to to get past that, um, but you know, my. My consolation came in that we knew he was gonna go away. Uh, thank God for Long Island, I think Long Island convicted him for some kind of unlawful imprisonment or something, and then he ended up doing uh, the real time. Mm-hmm. But uh, the fact that he was off the street, and he was off the street in jail, and I was back in the truck doing, doing what I do.
2: Did they, um, did they finally convict him
0: of the four murders that he was wanted for? No, um, I think he got acquitted from that. I don't, I don't. He got well, acquitted from that. that. If, if I remember correctly, the timeline goes he was acquitted for that first. So that's why when the when the trial came up, and you know the, what they were going after him for, he was already acquitted for for not doing. Then it, I, I think it was, was easier for them to to acquit and him. But on even in
2: even in prison or in Rikers, as we mentioned before, he was a uh, he was an authority fighter. Right? He wasn't a model citizen. No, he wasn't a model citizen. corrections, also wasn't offices. getting out for
0: early yeah. <laughs> <He> could, <Yeah. laughs> good behavior. Yeah. I think at some point he even got uh, supposedly paralyzed. There's a video, like I said, of him fighting with correction officers. In that video, he supposedly he was mentally paralyzed. Like I think he could have <laughs> physically gotten up, but he w- he was in, uh, confined to a wheelchair because he felt like. Uh,
2: well, they had the, a rule after that in corrections. Every time they had any interaction with him, they had to videotape him. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, they yeah. followed him everywhere. Yeah, followed him everywhere yeah. with a yeah. video camera because he made allegations about everything.
0: Right. Uh huh. You know. Yeah, this guy was not. Um, he wasn't a dope. Let's put it that way. No,
1: he played the system well. Yeah,
0: he had a he had a lot of special interests with the motorcycles and the DJing, and then he was he knew how to run. A, he he ran a tight ship with his business. If you think about going against him, he was going to eliminate his competition, literally. Um, and then he fought his way out of the police. I mean, so w- before we touched on one thing, and you, you got a little uh, upset, you got heated about it, but this this image that he has of being um,
1: folk this hero. folk hero. Yeah.
0: But the thing is, if you have that mentality, like if Scarface is your favorite movie, because oh, yeah. you really believe Tony Montana was doing the right thing, like if I go into your house and there's a picture of, you know, Tony Montana, Tony Montana. on the wall, you probably hood. have some issues. Yeah, <laughs> sitting in the bathtub with the cigar, yeah. the world is mine. Oh, it's you know? the same way
2: that John Gotti was uh, considered to be a hero and yeah, yeah. Howard Beach. You know, he was this
0: cult exactly. figure. You know? Yeah, I mean, if that's your hero, those are your heroes you got some problems, saying, you know. Then you're going to believe all the hype. Yeah. But um, so now what happens? Now uh, the dust settles. He, he's, in, he's in prison. Tell us about what with what, what the career and the life brought afterwards. Because at this point right now, you still only have four and a half, five years on.
1: Yeah, well, went back to work. Um, like I said, Mary came back. She was promoted. Um, some of the other guys going through it. John, John worked through his uh, serious, very serious injuries, Whoa. came back to work. Um, and we just try to pick up our lives and, and go from there.
0: And John was an ESU guy too? He was. He was. And the other four uh, officers that got shot, one, you said it was detectives. a detective?
1: They were all detectives, yeah. All right. And um, it took four years. I had I, I heard some whispers that it was some kind of, departmental recognition, some kind of write-up somewhere. But I had given up hope of, you know, us getting anything, given the, the politics and, and the outcome and all of that. But, uh, yeah, four years later, we all got called uh, from one PP that uh, we were uh, put in for the Combat Cross. Oof, and, nice. Um, yeah.
2: Did you finally get it? We got it. We good, got it for you. Congratulations.
1: Thank you. Thank That's
2: you. deserved you deserved. Um, that is such a, uh, an amazing medal to get. Right. You know,
1: it, it, it's funny. When I was a, a precinct cop, if I saw any... And they were rare. But if I saw a precinct guy with that solid green bar, you'd be like... Oh. It was like you were like an oral. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, yeah. you'd go up, shake his hand. you know, wow, that's so cool, you, you know. the
2: have to cross. Right? So
1: uh, to, to be able to wear it... Mark, if
2: you wanted, would wear it to bars and stuff to get a free drink. <laughs> <juice, right>? yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, so to be able to wear it and, and now have, you know, that kind of reaction. So when you
0: wear it on your rack... You're just wearing the strake, You're not wearing the the little the little piece on the bottom. With oh, the, if there's a
2: parade, they have to actually wear the medal on the ribbon. That you have to, right? If you're in well, dress uniform, you'd
1: wear the, the, the actual medal on all well, the time. Your you uniform, yeah, but yeah. if you
2: were going to a parade or something, you're required to yeah. have the actual yeah. medal. I,
0: I didn't. I didn't. Well, it says yeah. in yeah. the patrol guide uh-huh. yeah, 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 you're yeah, supposed yeah. to. Or yeah. well, if you're going for a run. <laughs> <laughs> at the gym where there's a lot of you hot you to a
2: precinct party yeah, you, yeah, you want to wear that uh, combat cross around you because it sounds
0: cool oh cross. my god yeah, that's great that's a uh, and what, what
2: does it actually say on the uh, there's probably a proclamation with it too what is the the uh, language for the oh, combat cross do you remember yeah, it, it
1: yeah i
2: figured you'd have it memorized in spanish and english not yeah. word
1: for word but it, it's it's pretty cool it talks about uh, uh an incredible feat of courage and bravery while engaged in with an armed adversary adversary. and yeah
0: yeah you definitely were you're a brave dude man you're a brave did you have one
2: of those esu racks like up about this high no 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 no, no, no.
0: so um (laughs) so you stayed in the how many years did you wind up doing total on the job
1: i got hurt on my 15th year so i I got three-quartered out and then um, was it
0: jumping over a fence again (laughs)
1: <laughs> kind of yeah, no yeah, it was that old
0: it was <laughs> <a> <laughs> man <laughs> he could shoot he could shoot a butt, a bee from 200 <laughs> <laughs> yards away right between the eyes but man you put, put a two fed- fed- yeah.
2: fence in front of
1: a man it, <laughs> was, that, it was that old fence
2: injury that he did yeah, <laughs> <laughs> retroactively
0: yeah yeah
1: but um no then I, 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 looked, I got three quarters out and um I gotta tell you though so
0: you got three quarters after 15 years
1: I, I went down to 1pp and I had to turn all my shit in and uh, it was before all the ceremonial stuff they're doing now, which is great. Thank God, you're finally recognizing the guys. But um, the guy's standing there behind the desk, and you know, you gotta hand me a shield. Now, this this shield, you know, to me, I, I cried when I got it, yeah. and now I gotta give it back to this guy. Uh-huh. So I put it in his hand, and we start playing tug of war with it.
0: Was it still the you were still a cop, or you got a detective? No, shield? that was
1: no, so a cop, so a white shield, okay. And uh, that, I and mean, that's another thing. Before the guys were getting uh, the gold shields. So, I had an this guy, and we're playing Tuggo. I couldn't let it go. And the guy's like, All right, you gotta let go. So, you take it, bing, throws it in a box. That was uh, when they
2: used to do that. Yeah. Now they put it on a pillow. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, that, yeah.
2: That, that, I could yeah. understand why you'd be yeah. upset about yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, um,
0: that, 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 how bad was that injury? Did you really need to take the three quarters, or was it like. A, the,
1: yeah, it's um, I, I got metal all over inside of me. So, uh-huh.
0: yeah. mm. so, any other incidents like that, the Larry Davis thing, or. The, the, that happened in the shootings at you and stuff like that the next uh, 10 years, 11 years to
1: follow? That followed? No. Um, you know, my, my nickname actually was the Black Cloud. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's <laughs> always one of those, I was man. a real shit uh, magnet, man. Shit. For some reason, when I worked, uh, two plane crashes at LaGuardia, the, the 14th Street train wreck, uh, I, you know, it's just... Um, no no, no shootings, thankfully, but uh, many barricaded jobs, uh, a few hostage jobs. Uh, yeah, I kept busy. So
2: you a, didn't feel, uh,
0: you didn't want to get off the job for 15 no, years?
1: No, no, no. Uh, my goal was to be one of the first 40-year guys on. No
0: kidding. I and mean, you said you got metal in you everywhere. Was that for something? what was that really? Uh,
1: uh, I knee, I had my neck oh. fused twice, I got my spine in the back fused twice, and, you know.
0: Yeah, man, that's well, I mean, I couldn't tell by the way you uh, you came in here, man.
1: miracles of modern science. You look man. good. It took good care of me. Yeah.
0: So, what what did you wind up doing after you retired?
1: Uh, I stayed Povolt. home. Pole No. I, <laughs> I, I practiced I,
0: jumping <laughs> fences. <laughs>
1: he
0: teaches a court, course. A little after the though. fact, but, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah now, um, I, I was happy to stay home and and, and enjoy my children while they were. A little, and because
0: you're a young guy right now, because you're like 35 years old at that yeah, point, right? Yeah, oh man, yeah, that's yeah, young. Yeah, that's yeah. really young, man. He yeah. you could have. That must have bothered you, man. He probably could freaking do another. you would have done another 10, 15 years.
1: It was, it was tough. Not gonna lie, it was tough. Yeah, but, yeah. Especially but, I could
0: tell by you know.
1: But I, I have my kids. They are uh, the light and the loves of my life, and to be able to spend every day with them and watch them grow and pick them up from school every day, that made up. That made up for all the, all the shit I was going through for the job. Yeah.
0: Wow, that's a remarkable story, man. Do you do you work now? I do. I do. What I'm do in corporate now? security now. Okay. Yeah. I mean, what, what else do cops do when they're Exactly. Uh, yeah. So you do, um, uh, do you want to, do you care, what, what does your job now entail?
1: Uh, I'm a security administrator for, was Aetna. Uh, who was brought up by CVS? So now I, I work for CVS, and what I do is I'm responsible for all the corporate offices. You
0: follow the people up and down the aisles. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have nothing to do with the pharmacies or the stores. No, That was um, you. Huh? We, got that. <laughs> <laughs> we got a great team to handle that. That's racial
0: profiling, by the way.
1: We got a great team to handle that. I handle the corporate offices on the East Coast, and just make They sure definitely
0: have know. an opinion on stuff. So let me ask you. Um, you know, you got this guy. How come we don't learn from our mistakes? I mean, do you feel like there's going to be, like, another Larry Davis? Because all these people are getting out of jail right now with the bail reform.
1: It's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. I'm surprised it hasn't happened already, to be honest. Yeah. Look look what happened at the 401 a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, they're going into the station now. So I'm shooting you. So.
2: I always think that the New York City Police Department is way too lax in letting people in the station house. It's yeah. like... Community policing has, like, made it, uh, like, oh, yes, we're the friendly police, but there's people out there that hurt the police, you know?
0: It is an interesting situation that you can just walk in, and, and you go, you, you know, there's, like, usually said, so there's, like, a booth and somebody's sitting there, like, a civilian or some unarmed guy because right, he's, right. he's on minimum. He's like, <laughs> the unarmed guy is what? Right. And the desk sergeant is sitting, like, right there behind him. There's somebody else on the TS right here. There's people walking on. So you could just... Right.
1: Well, back in the don't day... want to give anybody an idea. Back in the day, we were in the old 4-4 during the crack war days. Right. And the old 44 was way back over by the Degen. Yeah, the Degen. Yeah. yeah, you weren't unless you were going specifically there, you weren't back there. Um, and and we knew it and we kept our eyes open. Now the new 44 is right, right smack in the, in the middle yeah. of the community. So yeah, they uh, they got their hands full.
2: But it's like you go to another place, you go to Nassau County, you, there's a buzzer system to get in. There's cameras, there's all kinds of stuff, you should know.
0: Be. Yeah, there should be. They're definitely. Yeah. And, you know, you, why wait till another freaking shooting or something like that to happen before you do it? Um, fuck, I was going to Politics, say that. <laughs> that's why. Yeah, you know, It'll, who knows what's going to happen. I,
1: I, I passed a, a uniformed officer yesterday. I went up to him, I shook his hand. I said, listen, I'm retired from the job. God bless you for what you do and at the time that you're doing it. And he's like, I want to be you. I want to be retired. Uh, you know, I was like, I get it. I get yeah, it. but Just you know what? Nothing changes, though. Really.
0: You know, you look at these guys and you think, Oh, they're facing a lot of shit. But then you go back, and you look at the uh, the, the fanfare for this freaking animal, Larry Davis. Yeah. That was going on, and the people cheering at court when he got acquitted. And he said, nothing's changed. Yeah. If anything, it's, it started softening up in a little bit, and now it's starting to spike up a little bit, but it's nothing like what it used to be, man. I think that policing uh, is cyclical. You know, you
2: get good times, and then you get bad times, and now you get real bad yeah. times, and hopefully it'll come around and be good again, you know? That's hope.
0: Yeah, That's hope. You really got to hope. You got any advice for um, a bit, anybody, the, the young officers out there? Yeah,
1: you know, um, one thing they do in ESU now, which I think is, is amazing is the day before they graduate the class, they have what they call a heritage day. And they bring in the old The olds, old guys, that's good. The great. old guys yeah. to yeah. come in and talk and give them stories uh-huh. and share their wisdom and experiences with them and, and, and give them advice. And, and you go do that? I, I haven't done it yet, they just started. Well, well, that's yeah. that's a great thing. I mean, so, if I
0: was going to. He'd be like my number one pick, I, I, maybe I, number I, two. I think the saved, police academy for, uh, should uh, have Shavage. you and I come in. And, no, so. was well, would you say?
2: <laughs> I said the police academy should have you and I come in and oh, tell okay. them how the
0: job really oh, is. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah that'd yeah. be great. Yeah. One of these days, yeah. we're already getting asked to speak at places right yeah. now. So, uh, yeah, man. So, I had a question. One more thing I wanted to ask you. Now I forgot. Bill, you got anything for me? Yeah, I mean, you know,
2: I know you don't want to say this, but. Tactically, obviously, something went wrong that day, and uh, you, look, I would be the same, I'd want to defend everything that happened, but something happened really bad happened. I we, mean, we, in we, retrospect, we, how would you have done it differently, you think, knowing we, what
1: happened? We did, we learned, we learned some things from that night, we did things a little differently afterwards. In fact, David's job, I think, is responsible for not only you, but other tactical units, um, and now how they handle uh, barricaded situations okay. um, so yeah you know we learned from it and um, applied it and hopefully uh, it does not repeat itself
2: well you know it's just like a lot of times the ESU would use those uh, uh, flashbangs mm-hmm. and now because of an incident that happened I, I still remember the woman's name her name was Alberta Spruill and uh, in the 2-5 precinct they threw a flashbang in, in her apartment and thinking it was a drug dealer's apartment she died of a heart attack yeah. That cut the use of flashbangs like a hundred percent. I think after that incident, you had to get permission of the chief of the department to use one. Well,
1: we didn't yeah, have. Yeah, we'd like
2: to use a flashbang. No, <laughs> we know?
1: didn't. We didn't have flashbangs uh, back,
2: back then. then.
1: Yeah, okay. no. we, we had very little back then. You know, we did uh, a lot, if not as much as the guys are doing, but a lot less toys. If yes. we had all the stuff they got today, holy cow! You know, it right. been to a totally different. Story.
0: Even send the dogs in, right?
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. I'm going to uh, be starting a. I guess you could call it a petition to change the name of ESU to SWAT, <laughs> and I'd like you to sign. Be the first one to sign. <laughs> Just to create some uniformity around the SWAT, ESU. around our country. I'll
2: take it. Do so you have any of those like ESU calls like we have here at home? You have the. Hey,
1: I was, I was, you know, I, I watched. I was saying, I've watched every one of your shows, and well, I've cute. always noticed you had the white and the green, but you didn't have the blue one. Yeah, so I'm happy to see that. Yeah, you gotta get the real size yeah. one, yeah, yeah. though, too. You missed know? the whole generation right there. That's right. Yeah. You yeah. could fit
2: a whole pizza on this dashboard. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you keep it hot. Just turn the heat up. You keep it hot while you're driving <laughs> yeah, up to the pizza. <laughs> absolutely. Because cops like to eat, right? I gotta. Oh my god. We eat cop food, pizza, Chinese food. <laughs>
0: What it a is. great! That's, it's just it's just a phenomenal story. It captures everything um, with the '80s there, the crack epidemic, the Bronx. Um, I'm surprised has there been a movie made about it. Uh, I think Rashad said something about that. No, I'm talking what? about a little, like a, I, there's a ton of right. Bell, yeah, Davis. These indie movies made upon it, and they all take the same. They're all by these independent. Uh, so they know, take the bad guys' makers. point of view, not the good guys. Yeah, they definitely make him out to be like a, like a superstar or some shit. You know, it's, it's, it's disgusting, really.
2: Well, you know, you talk about even the defense of this. William Kunstler, who is a uh, infamous uh, left-wing attorney, and his partner was Lynn Stewart, who was even worse. She represented the blind sheik, and she was given information to a terrorist. And she actually got convicted, but then she got cancer and a drug. The uh, judge gave her, like, a slap on the wrist. Yeah. Everyone yeah. was hoping
0: that she would die in prison. Yeah.
2: She did eventually die, but yeah. not in prison. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's it's well. This is uh this is not the show that you want to listen to if that uh, <laughs> 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 have you if you, like, if you have those types of sentiments if you like
2: radical l- lawyers you know. No. A, but you know even the defense like you wonder like how does an attorney, raise a defense that is a total fabrication. That's okay to do that.
0: Well, what would you do? Think, think about it. Think about being a... Put yourself in that situation. Shit, man, six cops are shot out. Fuck. It's going to be tough to beat this one. <laughs> yeah, but then he comes <laughs> he up with defense. The that, it was
2: self-defense. That's... Yeah, I well, mean, yeah. <laughs> And nowhere else but the Bronx would the jury believe it, you know. Well,
0: yeah. that's another thing, too. It was, we probably said it to him. Well, thank God it happened in the Bronx. <clears throat> Yeah, and what do you think about that? Your hometown, and and uh, I mean, you know, when we say stuff like that, I remember I used to go to court, returning people on warrants in the Bronx. I've had a Bronx return warrant, and I'm, as I'm bringing them in, you always get the people that are waiting in line to get into court, and they're motherfucking you up and down, and fuck the police, and this, that, and the other. And I was, I would always point to the guy in cuffs, and he's a fuck, he's a rapist. <laughs> Yeah, right, right, right. And then the guy would look at me, I'm not a rapist, this is a (laughs) driving, unlicensed driver. (laughs) It's a 511, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know, that's just between me and you, but I just just did it for them. (laughs) Let's get in here.
2: You want me to let them go in your neighborhood?
0: Yeah, Yeah, because once you tell them that, they're like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) At least he's doing something. Anywho, man, uh, any parting words, Bill? What do you got to say? Already?
2: We're already at an hour? We're not Down. at an we're hour. We're not an hour? Yeah. All right. I, I think we could... So, Rick... Um, well, we got the scrapbook, too. Man. Yeah, we get the unbelievable we're gonna scrapbook. We're going to show the scrapbook.
0: Yeah. At the end, we're going to include that in, right? So
2: this this incident must have defined your career, your police career.
0: Uh,
1: I hope not. I hope not. i, I like to think that I've, I've done some uh, some good things for some good people. there. Are, uh, you know, emergency service... SWAT, Special Weapons and Tactics, that's one aspect of why we did emergency service, also did heavy rescue. Right. So there, there are people walking today because of rescues that we, in emergency service, uh, so I'm, I'm just as proud of those, and, and I would hope that those would define me just as this one incident. Absolutely. That, you know?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Rescuing, uh, I mean, I've seen, they, I don't know if you ever watched that show, NYPD 24-7. They had a great rescue on the uh, bridge over by the Henry Hudson Bridge. Okay. Where a guy was trying to commit suicide, and they actually uh, uh, rescued him off the bridge. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty impressive. I mean, also you know, people jumpers going up on bridges, suicidal people, yeah. and you work hand in hand with the hostage negotiation, Absolutely. right? Yeah. And it's you guys do amazing things, you know. And that's you know, I goof on the fact that you know when the public needs
0: help, they call the police. When the police need help, how much you're constantly going to training though, right? ESU.
1: Oh sure, there's constant refresher training. There's on-the-job training. There's you're always training. You're always training. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I'm going to try to think of... I, I don't know if I would have been good at ESU. No? I don't like heights. I'm not a good heights guy.
1: That's a very small percentage of
0: what... I know, know. but yeah. if you got me and you stuck with me, I'm going to be like, dude, you got to do it. I'm going to wait here for you. How about what special skills
2: do you have now that you learned in ESU? Wow,
1: that's a great question. In fact, you know, you have to have something... Uh, a skill, let's say, to get into emergency. A service.
2: carpenter, a plumber, carpenter, electrician. plumber,
1: mechanics. Yeah. Right. Um, so every, everyone contributes uh, something. What I have today... Um, Fence
2: I, climbing ability? <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, we, we've, we've established that I failed that miserably. Thank you. Uh, I, I if we gave... The con-
0: Every cop, a Swiss Army knife. Do you think we could eliminate ESU? <laughs> <Just kidding.
1: laughs> How? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Is that
0: sometimes do you ever have to, because I know you guys got so many contraptions in that oh freaking truck. <laughs> you ever just go, you know what? Let me just use the Swiss Army knife.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: huh? yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah, always I, worked with guys yeah. that had that that huge Swiss Army knife, and they they always wanted to be in the ESU you know thing, those
2: guys. What's the other name of that tool
0: that has everything Lederman. on it? Leatherman. Leatherman. That's right. Well, that's, yeah. Well, every day. Leatherman. That's what I meant. Yeah. But you know what I'm talking about, yeah, right? right. Well, There's yeah. always yeah. a guy. He's, yeah. Don't worry, I got this. I got he's it. also the guy that used to have the Slim Jim. It was yeah, always a yeah. guy that had a <laughs> Slim that's Jim. Right. Yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah you but
2: when a, you got a bottle of wine and you know, if you don't have a cork school, suddenly the guy pulls out that leatherman, it's yeah, yeah, it's right. yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. all I ever used on that was the scissor anyway. Scissor on a on a cork? No, on the uh, the leatherman. You ever oh, take the scissor okay, out? Yeah, of, like, oh, yeah, this yeah. is pretty cool.
2: You can always push the cork into the bottle, but that's pretty hey, lame. Right? One of the
1: best things I learned in NSU was how to open a beer bottle with your handcuffs. Oh
0: yeah. That right? Right? I didn't know how, how did he do that?
1: Yeah. Close them halfway in. And we're in the can. Oh, Shit, that's <laughs>
0: fucking brilliant. <laughs> the you know what I learned, <laughs> teacher? You, you know what I learned in Ftu? Never use beer bottles. Always grab a can. <laughs> <laughs> Always take the cans because the cans, you just go right back in the, in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> Toss them out. Through. They're light. Yeah. You don't have to look for bottle caps. That was. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that was a lesson. Do you
2: stay in contact with some of your uh, ESU comrades <laughs> from the years ago?
1: Absolutely. In fact, every April, usually the 27th, we have what we call Day of Remembrance. Uh-huh. And we honor the guys from that we lost in 9-11, all 14 of them. Um, you know, we have this association called REMA, Retired uh-huh. Emergency Man Association. And we have luncheons, we have dinners, we get together frequently. Guys uh, need help uh, with anything. anything, And yeah. we're there.
2: That's important, don't you think? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That, that camaraderie. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's... Yeah. Uh, I sort of got away from that for a while, and this has brought both Mark and I back into it, which is great,
0: you know? Yeah, when yeah you're I'm very f- thankful for this, because it kind of sort of keeps me in touch uh, with the job, and I also work at the police academy, doing some acting there, so I like to still be around it, you sure, know? Sure, sure, sure. Mark does, yeah. like, um, PTSD and suicidal cop uh, reenactments. Oh, good. The so, the, yeah, the academy. Training, yeah. Yeah, man, it's important work. Yeah, no, it's pretty cool, man. It all yeah. kind of, sort of, all goes hand in hand. You know, um, yeah. I enjoy working there because I like to, uh, I like to, to see the, the, the young guys. You know what I'm saying? And it's just to. to, to to see what, uh, you know, what's what's coming up And, and to tell them Don't do it man Get out <laughs> while well, you still can <laughs> You know it's amazing Like,
2: And uh, you said you watched Almost every episode of this We've had some Unbelievable people On this show
1: I, I, I'm sitting here yeah. Like I'm not worthy yeah, No you, you are worthy here, you're, you're definitely know, worthy really But it, to us impressed. It's like a hall of
2: fame And then It's so great To talk to these people yeah. And to, to, to meet Great great cops And to let our audience Out there Say this is these guys were on this job these superstars this guy did this this guy did that you can know? I
1: tell you that after weeks after the shooting and I guess it was after the trial started getting phone calls from these talk shows yeah. that wanted us on there nothing to do with them uh-huh. turned them down flat absolutely not right um, here many years later the job reached out and finally once and so absolutely and that's a podcast I was uh-huh. referring to earlier uh, Breaking the Case hopefully be out soon yeah you're
0: gonna be those are the shows gonna, they're gonna sandbag you that's for sure
1: oh yeah yeah they just want to take what you have and use it it was obvious it was obvious so we we turned them down flat absolutely but then I get to come in and hang out with you two guys and if there's anybody out there
0: um, who's a producer or think you're a so called producer and you live in LA and you're gonna send me an email asking me to get involved in some uh, conversation with you on the phone and then we're gonna do a Skype and I'm gonna tell you all these fantastic stories fuck off you're not getting (laughs) nothing for free (laughs) We get the scam. Yeah. Bill gets it. I get everything. Mean, mark, you know what I came up with? I'll talk to you if you
2: put $100 in my Venmo for the first hour. Yeah. Well, <laughs> at least. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. Can I,
1: can I just add one sure. question? You can add whatever quick. you want, man. Um, so you asked me really what I do today in terms, aside from my full-time job, I've also gotten involved with a very uh, worthwhile and uh, honorable and interesting project. Uh, my dear friend, Bill Richards, is the CEO of uh, Tower Beverage. Okay. And it's, uh, it's a... It's a sparkling water. It's a craft soda, but it's it's mission-driven in that the sales of this are going to go to help the families of first responders. Oh wow! Particularly those lost uh, from nine eleven. So uh, towerbeverage.com. Go we'll check it out. Yeah, and maybe
0: we could have them advertise on the show. That would be great. We're, gonna we're looking for advertisers. To, if you're out there and you want to advertise on the show, reach out to us.
1: Absolutely. It'll be launching nationwide uh, very very shortly. So it's, we're very excited. What's name about the name of it again? Tower Beverage after the Freedom Tower. And where uh, can you find it? Uh, it, it, it'll be out in all it's the stores. Okay, so. it's coming out. It's all, coming right. out so. all right, coming out soon. All right, good.
0: Yeah, yeah, I want to see what it tastes like with yeah. vodka. Oh, it's
1: great. <laughs> I've already tried it, so it's good. <laughs> yeah, it's good? It's good.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, then yeah. you got me sold. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think of... Uh, there's so many other things to this story, man. Like, I can't even believe that you were so young. I mean, it, it was a fortunate... Thank God nothing happened to you, really, because, you know, you would have been like the the story that... 35 years old, man. But at but, but so. 24, 24, when this, this heavy-duty incident happened, man, this, this gunfight was going on so long that you, you took your partner out, you ran her over to the hospital, you ran, and you, you gave an assignment to a, a veteran officer. <laughs> <Staying>. <laughs> then you ran back.
2: That's right. Like he's barking out <laughs> orders. You grabbed 24. somebody
0: else. You brought them to the hospital. You ran back. Uh, You you failed scaling a fence. (laughs) And uh, all this time, there's shooting going on. Can you imagine? Did they ever figure out how many rounds were actually fired?
1: Uh, I'm sure they did. I I don't know that number.
0: I mean, well, you have at least six officers that were firing or something like that. There was a lot of of firing going on and probably going on for a while. And for him to still still be in that same neighborhood, not that far away, and not be able to get him out for 17 days, man.
1: Yeah, it's. It, I I was told that it's the worst gun battle in the NYPD, and I think something like fifth in the country.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. Very close proximity, too, man. Like, how far away from you were? Where, where are you from? When you say that he was right there or you made eye contact with him, how far away was he? Yeah, 10, 12 pretty
2: much feet, 15 feet? 15 Where Rashad is? Yeah, what pretty much 15 real? feet.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I crazy. bet you
0: he could still hit him right, to the right between the eyes. Let's see. <laughs> Can you put that vest over your shirt? <laughs> oh, man, this is great.
2: Now, do you... Uh, I asked you before if you were staying in contact with your ESU buddies, but sure. how about specifically the people that were involved in this incident? You're oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You um, talked to Mary Buckley?
1: Yeah, and Mary and I uh, just recently did the podcast for the NYPD, Breaking the Case. And
2: how did she recover from this? Did she still get PTSD from this? She must, right?
1: Yeah, I, I I won't speak for Mary. I know. Look, she's we done all we, we all have
2: PTSD. She's, yeah, we all. I, do. So, we all. You know, let's, so and let's let's just put that out on the she table. She recovered
1: you know? wonderfully. You must have fence PTSD. You
0: know? <laughs> <laughs> every time <you> he <laughs> sees <fucking> the
1: fence, <laughs> every time he <laughs> you the your fence fucking shaking. Okay, yeah. Now she she recovered beautifully. She's got a she's got a beautiful daughter, granddaughter, happily married. God bless her. She's Good doing fun, great. Man. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's uh, and But again, that'll that's, bond you for life. That, that oh, well, is we're connected bond, yeah. in a way that no one, I guess, yeah. Yeah,
2: it's a, un- unbelievable. And the man. other
1: guys have all gone on to do amazing things with themselves. So yeah, you know, what
2: you find out too is that. Um, Cops are pretty talented people. We are. Now, they can do other we things, are. man. You know, they get off the job. Well, he's a stand-up, he's a great stand-up comic. You know? I've seen, I've uh, seen. Uh, he's a seen, funny man. guy. He's, you too, by yeah, the way. I, I'm not Both as good was. as him, but, you know, I, I taught college. You know, He was a professor. Yeah, I was a professor. Wow. So I mean, we, we all have other talents, you mm-hmm. know, but th- we're bonded by that, you know, the experience on the NYPD, which is, you know, the greatest police department in the world, yeah. even though it's under attack right now. It still is.
1: Do you, do you know how many chapter ones I've written... To to write my story to, to actually like put uh-huh. it out there in book form, and I had the the pleasure of meeting uh, Ed Conlon, who's uh, yeah, he's author. the writer, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. yeah. He wrote the Blue Bloods, Blue Blood, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he, he was he does a the podcast right? for the P D. he does, right? yeah, yeah. Uh, He's uh, I think um, some kind of deputy. Yeah, he, I, I think he writes PT. the speeches yeah. and stuff. Great guy, yeah, great yeah. guy. You know, inspired me. So I'm I'm gonna try to get back out there or or see if I can get somebody to help me. The writing is so tough, man. But I think, it's really uh, hard. I think it's a story that's worth telling. Absolutely. It's absolutely
0: worth telling, you know?
2: And look, you're a talented guy too, you know? I mean, you've had a second career after this, right?
0: I think it's a good story. I mean, it's, you know, just um, Puerto Rican from the Bronx, a kid who's always been fascinated by the police, and especially ESU. And for you, um, to me, the opening scene starts off with... uh, (laughs) The blessed to marry that's right here. That's the opening scene of it right away. Bam! Like this, and then you bring it there back. And then as you're running, you know, there's the, the, the flashback to you. We go back to when you were a kid. And then you said you were playing ball right there in those steps. I played stickball. Right the there. very steps where that shooting and happened. And you're playing stickball on yeah. those very steps and then the ball goes over the fence and you run to get over the fence and you fuck up and you get hurt. And then then you can flash forward to Larry Davis running <laughs> on the block and he got him within your sight. Can and we then see out the, the whole fence, fence shit <laughs> you already, fence, please? And your heart starts beating and you know you can't make it over the fence. I,
2: I, think, the, I think the first scene should be He's walking by, and that white captain goes, mira! And <laughs> that's how he got into ESU. <laughs> but you know, it's
1: funny you say that, because growing up, uh-huh. you know, like I said, you always got that asshole friend that puts your business out there, and once uh-huh. the word got out that I want to be a cop, uh-huh. you know, guys kind of like blacklisted me. They knew better than to tell me to my face, yeah. but uh, they, they kept their distance. But all I heard growing up was, you ain't nothing but a Puerto Rican front of projects. Uh-huh. You ain't going to be nothing. You are going <laughs> to be cops. cop. You ain't going to do uh-huh. And look. Let me tell so, you, so yeah. I, I, I volunteer now. By the way, I also volunteer as a mentor at my own high school, and I, we get the young freshman in, and I give him the story of how I come from the same neighborhood as you, the same background basically. All right, albeit well, we'll a different time, but it's the same story. And you, you, you no, can No, It's a beautiful
2: story. Man. It's a beautiful obvious. story. That's a great. Yeah, you know, yeah. we we had Chief Anamona on here. You know, not a lot of people know that I got a lot he of grew up. For and him, man. He grew up in the marble houses in yeah. Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, he. Yeah. No one knew he came from a project. Yeah.
1: Got nope. a lot of respect. Became for chief the department. chief of
2: department. Came yeah. on the job with a, with a high school degree, you know? Yeah. It is pretty amazing.
0: It know? is an amazing story, man. You should keep that up. Keep talking to... Uh, you'd be surprised how many people you can inspire, you know? Because there's a lot of kids who probably, like, they don't really know which way to go. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And they, they really want to do this, but all their ke- friends are pushing them towards this, and they don't want to seem, like, soft or a punk or this and that. And next thing you know, they're, they're getting involved in it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean. I wanna, as a mentor, we all give a brief presentation, and mine is entitled Making Choices. Mm-hmm. And I lay out all some of the choices that I had to make along the way to get to where I am today, mm-hmm. um, but I, I preface it by telling them the choices that you make will dictate the life that you lead. Because too often we're blaming our parents, our teachers, peer pressure, right. this, that, the other thing, mm-hmm. You know, and coming up with all these bullshit excuses, when in the end it's your decision. I yeah. made the decision to not... Personage and break cause. Right, yeah. I wanted to be a cop, so I stayed clean. But, you know, the decisions kind of come from you. And that's why I try and still in these kids today.
0: Yeah, you should definitely get that out there, and, man.
1: And I'm very proud to say we have a 100% success rate of going from high school to college with all our kids. That's oh, fantastic. really? What, what program yeah. is this? It's called STAMP, Succeeding Together Alumni Mentorship Program.
0: What? Yeah. That spells STAMP?
1: Succeeding <laughs> Together. Oh, succeed. oh, you
0: lost me with the C in this succeeding. Alumni Mentorship <laughs> succeeding <laughs> together. Program. Alumni?
1: Mentor program.
0: Ah, that's a pretty good stamp. Yeah, Put a stamp on it, man. You know, you always feel
2: great when a kid, you see a kid that you want oh, to do well. Yeah, that's what
1: it's all about. That's
2: what it's yeah. all about, yeah. Then we had the uh, the guy, the boxing guy was here, yeah, I forget his name right now, but he had t- t- talked about how some of the kids he taught how to box, he sees him now. The guy's a general manager of a. Your, uh, Joe, Joe Murray? No, not Joe Murray. He was on uh, last week. Rashad, what was his name? He was a sergeant on the job. Oh, the boxer? Yeah, the boxer, yeah. He, you know, he just said how some of the kids he's trained, one guy was like uh, the head of a, a car dealership, you know, the general manager was like, the guy came up to him and said, oh, you taught me how to box years ago. And, you know,
0: right yeah, now, boxing's uh, a great sport yeah. for that, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's definitely uh, anything that you can do to get out there and, and help a lot of these kids, especially like in neighborhoods where they just, it feels like they're surrounded with stupidity, Yeah, you know, and just yeah. nonsense. When you know, I was
1: we, when I was in the four four, I made it a point to always bring the kids and talk to the kids. I put them in the radio car. I let them play with the lights and the sh- and show them that you know we're right. people, we're uh-huh. people then you know not to be afraid. And Absolutely, because some, some, some the neighborhoods
2: teaching it. them otherwise. Exactly, you know, and exactly. That uh, yeah. we are the real you know the real people and you know we bleed, we cut you know and uh, we have feelings and all of that stuff you know.
1: One quick story. Sure, good. Four four. Late at night, we get a noise complaint. We're around the corner, and it's a hot summer night. Everyone's out because nobody's seen the apartments. So everyone's out in the street, and they're blasting the music. So the guy I'm working with is like, oh, man, we're going to need up on this one. I'm like, no, let me try something first. We pull over. There was a, a woman sitting on a, on a milk crate. They were playing dominoes, and the music's going, and it's hot as hell. So as soon as we pull up, everyone's like, oh, shit, the cops. They're going to, you know, shut us down. So I put on my cop face, I stroll over, I look at the woman, I put my hand out, and she looked at me, and the crowd thinks I'm gonna take her in. Right. I took her to the middle of the street, and I started dancing salsa with her,
0: right in the middle of <laughs> the street. Oh my God.
1: The roar that we got, oh, the applause, holy shit, that's, that's so good. great, they came, they that hugged us, good, you know? and I told the guy I was working you, see? You, you're ready to call backup, you know? It's that's
2: just, community policing at its best, them, yeah. right?
1: So because you're that's the guy who started
0: all this dancing, cop dancing stuff, huh? <laughs> 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 all these videos you know this it's an interesting thing about that. It's, um should there should we be trying to do that more often communicating with the uh with it because there's a lot of good people that they're not they're not they're good people they don 't want to be with the bad uh, bad people but they have a, a um they're scared of the police they have a reluctance to uh to, to be friendly with the police just because they've seen what happened to somebody else's son or what they heard in the street happened to somebody else's daughter. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that. So, the, I don't know, man. It's just, it sounded like a beautiful story, and it sounded like it worked. And I was always out there trying to, like, you know, be be a nice person as well. You don't have to be so heavy-handed out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. You know, these are communities. These are people that are, you know, just they're hard-working people. right. Most of them aren't criminals, well, you know. 99 percent of them aren't. It's that one element that they they all have to, f- you know, feel like they're they're part of or something like, have an allegiance with because right. it's us against them.
2: Yeah. I think most of the way that the, the police are trained is teaching them that the you know the, the <laughs> community is not your enemy, that type of thing. But you know, there is a part of the community that is your enemy. You yeah. know, yeah. and you have to be Absolutely. leery of that too. You mm-hmm. know. So it's a, it's a tough job as.
0: Well, it's good that. I mean, he worked in the Bronx and he came back to work in the Bronx. So, they're, they're, you know, like most people, if they work in the, in, in and grew up in a neighborhood like that and they become a cop, they really do want to make a difference, yeah. you know? And then there's some people that are like, ah, I live there. I don't want to go back. Put me in the 111. Well, <laughs> oh,
2: you know, it's, fun, it's funny, but the, the current chief of patrol, Pachado, grew up in the three three or three four. That nah. was mentioned by uh, the owner of Coogan's, Dave Hunt. Yeah, that should be that you know, should be. Uh, he's, he was he grew up in the neighborhood. Cool. Now he's the chief of patrol. Look at that! What a success story, That's right? Great.
0: Is there anything that you could tell uh, the young officers on the job as far as ESU? Like, how do you prepare for it? How do you get into the unit? How do you train for it? Besides defenses. <laughs>
2: He's going to be sore
1: uh, No, we're, we're going to let show, this man. one. Down. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, you know, it's it, it's a discipline. It, it is is absolutely a discipline and unless you're ready to commit 110%, you know, don't go in there just because you get to wear that baseball cap because you got to earn the the right to wear that truck on your arm um because the 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 responsibility that's going to go with it is is life-changing, it's life and death. Um you, you mentioned the, the adage about uh, when a civilian needs help, they call the police. But when the police need help, they call an emergency service. There's no one else. We're it. Right. Yeah. No one, know, one else The is line, is, yeah. is, is, it ends here, and you got to be able to figure it out. So if that is in your career path, um, you know, start start disciplining yourself to, to train, to, to accept incredible uh, You guys incredible respond to, to everything. Your car everything. crashes
0: you respond to, getting everything. people out of the car with the jaws of life. Yeah. Um, I, I've, I've seen
1: I, I've seen things that I, I can only pray to forget one day, but in the end, you know, we were there to, to make a difference in someone's life, and almost always, thankfully, we came out on time
2: yeah. Do you have a, um, a I, I don't know if I should say a mentor or a role model that you that taught you in ESU? Yes. Who's yes. that?
1: Manny Hernandez. I Manny Hernandez. From the day I walked, took that first step into three truck. He took me under his wing actually before three truck, and I don't think he remembers this. I was in highway on a car stop, and the guys giving me a hard time, so I was leaning in a little bit and I hear psh, 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 and it was the air brakes from the big truck wow. pulling up right behind and Manny comes out and you okay?" and I'm like, <laughs> and like wow, yeah, that's so uh, cool yeah oh uh, right. I got this I'm good good uh, but uh, M- Manny is my mentor he's my brother, he's my hero um is yeah. Manny retired also? He is. He okay. is happily retired, living down in Florida. And uh, I, I, I think many, many emergency guys will, will say the same thing about him. So, yeah. Um, that, and, and that's what I think us old dogs, old retired guys, I think that's what we bring to the new guys, our experience. And then, you know, let them do with it what they will.
2: You know, you said something that hit, hit a uh, little uh, bone in me, is that he, here's a cop that saw that you might have been having a problem and he pulled right over. Oh, yeah. And cops should always do that. Absolutely. Always. You yeah, see yeah. someone maybe, even they're on a car stop, and maybe they're not having a problem, but just pull over yeah, there if yeah, you're yeah. not doing anything.
1: You yeah. know what I, I mean? do that today. Yeah. I live upstate with the troopers are solo. Yeah. And if I see one of them in a the car stop, I will slow down almost to yeah. a stop and, you know, make sure. <laughs> but you absolutely it, it, It's right.
2: a brotherhood, you know. And, uh, you know, someone having a problem, you pull over, and now they don't have a problem. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's
0: a great Yeah, well, thing. yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely intimidating. Um, But tactically, you have to be sound, man. That's the one thing we learned. You could have 27 and one elusive freaking uh, guy and he freaking get away from you and cause terror for 17 days in New York City, man. And the fact that you were there at the end to watch him cuffed and being taken out of that apartment again, you came back after 14 days... um, A begging. (laughs) A begging, bothering him to put this freaking kid back, man. He's ready to go. The fact that you could be out there, man, and you said it was cold that night, you were freezing, but you waited out there, you waited... Until he uh, he walked past you, man. Yeah. That must have been something else to know that you got him.
1: That was a good moment for me. It was a good That's moment for us. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, look, guys.
2: everyone on the police department uh, has followed that job, has learned from that job. Uh, it's part of the annals
0: of New York City NYPD history, yeah. that job. you know. And I'll tell you how popular Larry Davis is, is that even though you put in a Larry Davis yeah. and there's a Larry David who's a superstar. Right. Comedian Seinfeld, the Kirby, um, yeah. co- comedians in cars co- driving, driving, having yeah. coffee. Oh, yeah. You'll, if you put in Larry Davis, Larry Davis will pop up. You'll get Larry David uh, somewhere down the line, one of them and then you go a little bit more and there's more Larry Davis. Yeah. So that case really rocked New York City, man. And um, to have uh, somebody that was really like in that apartment, man, it blows my mind, man. Especially at that young age, man. So, you're a hero, brother. You're Absolutely. A, we're sitting. We're sitting um, they should bring him into
2: the police academy just to tell the story to, yeah. the, to, to the recruits. You know? Yeah, why not? They seem the police academy seems so afraid of bringing someone in from the outside that might tell these recruits
0: the truth. Hey, you know, what do you they, tell them though? Do you tell them right before they get out in the street so they can yeah, run no, away? No, no. And just tell them, them. Tell
2: them what happened. You know, and that's you know. I think the police academy wants them to
0: live in an unlittle uh, bubble. An unreal, we have to like learn for for police work months. too. Yeah. And you don't know what, he, what he's going to say. You know what I mean? Obviously, yeah. you know you don't know what somebody's going to say. That could, you know, no, 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 we don't want you to say that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, true. we're not doing yeah. that anymore. You know, right. so
1: I, I would welcome that opportunity. Honestly, I was I was surprised, pleasantly surprised, when I got the call to come speak with you guys. Uh, but you're you're right. It's it's a different world. It's a different. I don't know. I don't know if they're ready to hear. Uh, you know that kind of truth Uh, it was a different time Mm -hmm. Uh, it hasn't happened uh, since hopefully it never happens again right but I, I, I don't know. Honestly, well, look, it's
2: always a possibility. You, you ever, ever watch that shooting that happened in Florida with those guys with the heavy weapon on oh, yeah, the vest sure. of the bank robber? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that was like a, a nightmare. Yeah. That yeah. shooting. Yeah. With know? the
0: one in the street, the one that they filmed the heat after. Yep. Yes. Yeah. The movie Heat. Yeah. 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 I've yeah. seen yeah. that life. I've seen that live. That. I mean, that, the real footage of yeah. that. I saw it's It crazy. 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 Yeah. crazy. We had access to that tape. That was incredible tape. Um, but listen here, all good things must come to an end. And uh, like I said, you're a hero. It was an honor to have you in here, Rick. Oh, was mine. And uh, we'll take a couple of pictures of the scrapbook so we can add them to, to, to the podcast. But you're a gentleman, man.
1: Thank you, sir. All the best Thank to you. Pleasure.
0: Great to meet you. you. <laughs>